My name is Jared Zhang. Um, this is episode two of Unguarded Conversations with a goal of normalizing the topic of mental health and basically giving our community resources. Today we're interviewing my co-founder and partner in crime, Nick DeMay. Um, he'll be talking a little bit about his experiences with panic attacks and anxiety and kind of like how he uses meditation each day to work through it. Super fun. Cool. My name is Jared Zhang. I'm the founder of Lifestyle Brand and Community Guard of the series Unguarded Conversations. The goal is to open up dialogue about mental health and break down the stigmas that keep us from talking about the motherfucking shits. So this is my co-host today, Nicholas J. DeMay. What's up, Nick? What's good, Jared? Yeah, my name is Nick DeMay. I don't go by Nicholas. That's my government name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a 20-year-old college student, and yeah, we're here to talk about some mental health and some shit that no one wants to talk about in society, but we're here to break it down for you. Yes, Sersky. So, Nick, let's uh, let's start off like with us, right? What is mental mm-hmm. health to you, my brother? Yeah, the journey to make yourself as happy as possible, and it's all about getting yourself to a state where you're comfortable with who you are and you're comfortable with experiencing every moment, every emotion, everything in the present. What if I'm not opinion. happy? What What if I'm not happy in the present? Though, what if I'm experiencing? You're okay with not being okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's just it's it's not necessarily being happy all the time. It's just being able to deal with whatever's being thrown at you, and reflect on it, and then understand how you can best move forward. You know? Okay, for sure. What do you think is involved in that for you personally? Like, what is mental health? For me, per, like broken down into for you. Yeah, I mean, for me, mm, that's interesting. I mean, I would say that it's like obviously, like I mean, like I said on the script, it's everything from the food you eat to like spirituality to like exercise and shit. But it's also just kind of for me at least, it's a lot of meditation and it's a lot of focus on my breath because for me, like breath controls everything. So it's like the second your breath gets out of whack, that's when everything else will start to get out of whack. And well, just keeping positive thoughts in my mind, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how I try to go through it. I feel you buzzing. What about you, bro? Um, well, this is, episode isn't about me. And you guys can go to our next episode to learn more about me. But mm. this one is about Nick. So why should people care about this, Jared? I think people should care because we live in a society where mental health for young people, especially young men, is substantially overlooked. Before starting this whole series, I did the research and two-thirds of suicides are completed by men. And the Today Show conducted a survey saying men are 50% more depressed than they admit to people in their lives. Um, So with all that being said, our goal here is to, number one, get to the bottom of why it's so damn hard for us to talk about this stuff. Um, mm. And number two is give people the tools and resources to start their journey, like, and start a relationship with mental wellness so they can go and take the stuff they've learned from this and heal themselves and understand that, like, none of us are alone, you know? Like, mental, yeah, like, being, not like, mentally ill is even, like I, like, I think that's, like, a very stigmatizing term, but, like, Caring about your mental wellness is like very, it's like usually a very lonely thing, I feel like, but it doesn't have to be, you know? Yeah, um, I totally agree. I so, totally agree. 
like people call it mentally ill, but more so it's just everyone's on a different point of mental wellness. Exactly. It's like going. It's like going to the. Exactly. It's like going to the gym or like, or like, getting good at drawing. You know, some people are naturally at a certain level, but definitely a lot of it comes from just practice. Practice, bro. Um. So for. Yeah, we're talking about practice. We're talking so, about practice. At the end of the day, right? So I think it's changing the thought process from mm-hmm. there being something wrong with me to shifting that mentality to like, oh, I work on my health. Like I'm working on my own mental health and I'm working on my mental wellness because I feel mm-hmm. like it's about time that I fed my mind and nourished my soul. And I want people to think of like mental wellness as going to the gym for your brain and for your for your for yourself you know yeah so anyways no, i completely agree um yeah now we're here um and now we're now we're here bruv so uh how has your relationship with mental health um developed over the years obviously you're only 20 right now but like kind of like how did like what did it start like and what has it evolved into yeah yeah so I used to never take it seriously, you know, because, like, growing up as young men, we're taught to, like, just completely ignore any emotional response. And it's, we're taught to just go, like, completely binary, like, emotions bad, but focus and all that shit is good, which I think is bad. But, um, yeah, so, essentially, I had that growing up and discussing mental health, especially in my family and, like, with friends and stuff, like, that was kind of a taboo thing. You know, it's like, oh, like, you don't talk about anything unless it's, like, a negative. Like, you don't talk about it unless it's bad, you know? Yeah, like, you like like you talk about the good shit, and then, like, I feel like for growing up in a Chinese family, it's always, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, if, if, it's, if you're not feeling great, then just hide that shit or something like that. Rather exactly. Than like, rather than, like, yo, it's healthy and good, and, like, we encourage you to talk about your feelings, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I used to always, so my family I'm, I'm half indian and i used to always hear like oh like you, you guys didn't have it like you guys don't understand what hard it is you guys never had it anything close to what we had which is true because like an immigrant story is, is very tough but it's at the same time i think that devalued the way that people would think about it themselves you know like it made it made it into like a self-deprecating thing instead of a self-help thing you know yeah like a like a growth thing you know what i mean that's why like, you can see it, like, once you start looking into this stuff and how, like, basically, like, the taboo, the taboo parts of mental illness that also, like, have fed into or are caused by, like, patriarchy, toxic masculinity. You can see in our society how it affects us generation after generation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why are all these, like, like old, not, like, foreign guys, but, like, why are all these, like, like, I feel like there's, like, like, old indian guys you're like okay this guy mm-hmm. like there's there's some nice ones out there but like most of the time when you like meet an old indian guy he's like he's like all up like all up in your fucking girl he flex it in a different way you feel me or like yeah, same yeah. thing with chinese like like old chinese people my grandpa is very very nice but like i've met a lot of old chinese guys that just like you could tell like that they're they have like a shell that they've built up of like mm-hmm masculinity you feel me and that goes like from culture to culture and generation to generation in different ways yeah and it's just i think it's all 
it's basically all peacocking, but it's learned peacocking, you know, to the point where it's like, it's just completely superficial, but it's, they feel like they need to because they weren't allowed to discuss their trauma. Or they weren't allowed to discuss what, what their yeah. mental health was like. So they're not used to it and they don't understand it. Exactly. And that's kind of like what generational trauma is, which we will talk about in a later episode. In podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so tune in. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that growing up definitely took me away from discussing it, which like made it a little bit more difficult in the long run. Like I didn't start caring about it until pretty recently, like when I was a senior in high school. I actually had um, a panic attack and I didn't even know what was going on. And I was like, oh, my, like, it felt like a heart attack. I thought I was going to die. And just so many crazy thoughts going through my head. But then, like, eventually. What after, was that? Like, what I, was that kind of oh, like yeah. exactly? Like, could you tell yeah. me what what was, what were you, what do you remember from it, like, physically? Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, like, it started with my heart just pounding super fast and hard. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. And then, like, I couldn't really breathe that well and just got, like, tighter and tighter. And then I'd feel, like, surges through my body of, like, warmth. Like, which is essentially... Like, you were having, fle- through. like, heat flash, pretty much? Almost, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually exactly what it is. It's, you're feeling heat flashes because your adrenaline is pumping through at different levels because your body doesn't know why you're panicking. Like, it, essentially, you're triggering the, 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 the fight-or-flight response but there's no actual stimulus. So your body just gets confused and then just pumps out all this adrenaline and like you just start shaking your heartbeats fast and you're like your pupils dilated and shit. Um, But yeah, like, and so like, I couldn't really see that well. And I was like struggling to breathe. And then every time actually, which didn't help me every time, like I looked in the mirror, I would see how dilated my pupils were and that would just freak me out even more. Yeah. Like anxiety itself gives mm -hmm. you more anxiety. Exactly. Especially when you haven't experienced it before. Yeah. But yeah, so that lasted like six hours actually at my friend's house and everyone was like, dude, like like, like what's wrong? What's wrong? Like and I was like, I have no fucking idea, you know? Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. Like but luckily I had a couple of good friends who were able to like calm me down, like relax me and all that. Um but then yeah, so it stopped that day and then actually like for another few months until we graduated and like into the summer, I would have like two small ones a day. And I'd be like, I hope like the, the weird thing is that my thought train would be like, oh fuck, like I hope I don't slip into a panic attack. And then it would happen, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's like, not like something would start it, but it would be my own mind that started it. Yeah, it's like fear of it, fear of mm-hmm. it slash kind of like suppressing it makes it come back even more. Exactly. And one weird thing I actually noticed for me is, like, I had a couple when I was, like, driving, and it would be, like, um, for some reason, like, I mean, if I was driving, like, fast or whatever, and then, like, if a light went from, like, green, like, yellow to red, there was some weird thing about that where it's, like, when it was yellow, I'd be, like, fuck, is that yellow or red? And then when it would be red, I'd, like, get a panic attack. It was crazy. It was, like... Even even if you stopped at the red light? Oh yeah, I mean like I mean like I would I would stop at the red light and drive fine, but I would feel it creeping up because it's like I don't know, I think it was my eyes maybe focusing on something moving and then it's like that kind of dilated them a little bit and then it would just bring me to that subconsciously. Like I don't know. To this day, I still don't know why it would happen. 
Yeah. But I experienced that a few times and it was, it, that was pretty crazy. But, but yeah, so I had that for a while and that really started my mental health journey because I was like, I don't really, like, I didn't give a shit before then because I hadn't experienced anything that bad. Yeah. And like you, like happened, you did, was... like that's when you were like, oh, now I'm gonna at this very moment. That's when you're like, I'm gonna start taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because I didn't think it was like, I thought it was just stupid. I thought it was dumb, and I was like, oh, there's like, just like, j- just get through it. Like, just use your mental strength to get through. Because that's what we're stuff. taught. We're taught like, exactly, like, to be strong. Like you don't let these things phase you, or you don't like mm-hmm. it, you can think anxiety away, but it's actually the opposite. It's like the it's like anxiety mm-hmm. is almost like the anti you. You know how there was like anti Cosmo and Wanda in fucking Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> like, yeah, like we humans have that, except for it's basically like anxiety, depression, and such. And the more so you suppress it, the more like the harder it fucking gets sometimes. And it's hard to like delve mm-hmm. delve into it, but I feel like it's it's like the more you pick at it, the more you real like look into it and kind of try to like let yourself feel how you feel. The more you're like, exactly. okay, this is like bad, but it's not that bad, and it's like I can heal from it. But it, healing from it is very is the opposite of like just suppressing it. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say because you said you said like how you can't think it away, which is like obviously like what we're taught, but because we're taught that you can think it away. But I was gonna say. That's like a great way of putting it to the point where it's like you can't think it, but you just have to feel what you feel. Yeah. And that goes back to like what mental health is, like mental wellness, in terms of just being okay with whatever you feel at that moment. It's being in touch with yourself. Okay, Nick, as someone that's experienced panic attacks, are there any strategies that you would like to share with our listeners right now that's kind of helped you through going through panic attacks? Yeah, yeah. I would love to. Actually, one that works really well for me. Um it's called the 5432 method. And we can actually run you through it, but I'll explain it first. Um, basically, you just kind of note all these things in your head to kind of get you back into reality. So the first thing is five things that you can see, like just objects like lamp, chair, table, water bottle, just simple things like that. And then the next thing is four things that you can touch. So you want to touch and feel four different surfaces to kind of get your sensation back into reality. And then it's three things you can smell. This one's kind of hard sometimes, but you just have especially to Especially if you have allergies. Yeah, especially if you have a stuffed up nose. But it's more so just to get your whole senses focused on what's real and not like into your whole um, like overthinking mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is two things that you can hear. So just two like noises. You can even make them yourself, but just hearing those noises like hitting the table or clicking on the keyboard or something really helps so do you, do you want to run through it right now sure all right so go ahead and tell me five things that you see in front of you i see you could lip to sleeves a yellow watermelon my laptop that's shimmering in the gold a lamp and a t-shirt okay and what are four things that you can touch? I'm already touching my laptop as well as the soft kind of puffy couch. Mm-hmm. Um, I just touched my hair. I do that a lot. And I just touched the fur on my calf. Fire. 
And what are three things you can smell? Bro, I can't smell anything, but let's try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, just try it. You Ooh. can even say, like, your own scent, I guess. I don't know. Like, I smelled the watermelon. Mm. This is when I run before this, so I just smelled my armpit. <laughs> <laughs> I just smelled the couch, and it smells like just couch, couch stuff. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it's whatever to get you thinking in the real world as opposed to your mind. Yeah. And what are two things that you can hear? I can hear the lights, like the white noise of the lights. And I just knocked my laptop twice. It's fire, fire. I'm so very yeah, that's, calm now. That's that's kind of basically it to kind of it just kind of regrounds yourself and makes you feel all in the physical world again. Like, cause the whole thing with the panic attack is that you're thinking that you're not in reality. So you have to do as many things to get you back into that state of mind of reality as you can. Today we're mainly talking about meditation, right? Cause Nick, I remember yeah. you telling me in a call before that, meditation specifically has been the number one thing for you in order yeah. in order to like heal from this and like to kind of like understand your anxiety better so walk mm-hmm. us through how that started and and what is meditation to you yeah yeah so i guess i'll answer the the latter first for me meditation is just a time to like reflect and ground yourself like it doesn't matter how long it is it could be two minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes but it's just a little time that you take out of your day, out of whatever you're doing to just reflect on what you're doing, reflect on how you feel, how you're breathing and just ground yourself. Like it can be targeted with like a specific intention or something, but it can also just be a straight, like almost like stop and just relax for a second, stop and breathe, you know? And so I actually got into it because one of my high school teachers had us do like a short one before class every day. And I realized this was also actually my, my senior year. And it was like pretty convenient timing after I'd had the panic attack. But um, it was essentially you'd have us just think of ourselves as a mirror and then think of every thought that we were having as just popping up on the mirror and then wiping away. And so that really helped. Um, me learn how to kind of meditate and figure out how I wanted to do it because I figured out that that helped me ground myself. And so I just started doing that for longer times, like more and more often. By, 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 by viewing. Okay. You got to slow down a little bit, Nick. Are you good right now? Yeah, I got you. Are you anxious right now? Oh, no. I'm just like, I got, I got verbal. I I like speaking fast. I got, you got a lot to say. Okay. No, no, no worries. (laughs) I was just trying to break it down a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So for you, meditation, let me know if it's like, I want to just get your perspective, right? So for your meditation, Mm -hmm. it's basically saying like, kind of like turning into a mirror so that you can like understand and observe your thoughts from like outside of your own headspace, almost like observing your thoughts from a third person perspective. Yes. Okay, cool. I've learned. Yeah. Cause the concept of a topos, right? Where it's essentially trying to take the most outsider perspective so you can see the truth of what's happening. Yeah. And so I think that's a great way to think about the meditation is to just try and go outside your own head so you can see how you're really feeling and what's really going on in your head, you know? Got you. 
Um, yeah. Cool. That's good to hear. So are there any tools that you use or anything or, or well, how do you, how do you sit down and meditate nowadays? And what was it like yeah. at first? Was it, was it like, cause you and I have talked about this, right? Like where <laughs> it starts out very tough. Like it, it people, yes. people often give up on it because they're like, Oh, how can I just fucking sit here and think about nothing? But that's mm-hmm. not really how it's not possible to think about nothing. Is it? No. Yeah. It's just, I think it's like relaxing your thought loops and your thought patterns in a sense, because you can't ever think about nothing. It's just thinking less about the thoughts that you're having, you know? Yeah. And letting them, letting them come and go. Right. Rather than like letting one come and holding on to it and like engaging with that thought, like you can like, you can let it come and go and engage with it without like delving deeper into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, that's what my teacher said is, one thing that I like to use to describe it is just see the thought, play with it a little bit, toss it around, and then toss it away because you're on to the next one. You know, gotcha. and it's like not really tripping too much over a specific one, or because that's how you get stuck into the thought loops. Gotcha. But yeah, I don't really use any tools. Um, What's her process? Do, my process is literally just sitting down and like getting nothing in my hands, like nothing in front of me, no technology or anything. And just like closing my eyes and like focusing on my breath and then just letting those thoughts come and go. Like I really, for me at least, like that's the best thing. Like I'll sometimes do like a targeted meditation with a specific like intention, like a gratefulness one. And I'll be like, all right, like what am I happy for? And then that kind of guides it. But I usually don't like to use tools and like any type of, system if that makes sense because i feel like that takes away from what i'm like what i'm personally trying to do with my meditation gotcha gotcha because i'm trying to get more in touch with myself so i feel like if i use something else to do that like it takes away from it a little bit instead of just going the way like i should naturally go does that make sense gotcha i got that so nick we have a good idea of how you meditate basically or how you began meditating so now for those of us at home will you kind of Walk us through a walkthrough um, of how to how to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. So first thing I do is I take everything out of my hands, make sure I'm not getting distracted by any technology. Cool. And I just take a couple of deep breaths so we can do that. And then just kind of get aware of how you're feeling, how you're breathing, maybe thoughts that are coming in out of your mind. And then just try and think of yourself as seeing those thoughts, but not necessarily dwelling on them. And then just as you go, just try to breathe deeper and deeper play around with the thoughts a little bit, but then just wash them away. And we'll do this for a minute.
Okay. So that's been about a minute. Sick. So now we have that. How was your meditation, Nick? I feel good. I feel a little bit better. What's the hardest part of meditating for you? For me, it's just sitting still and not like shaking my legs or like, you know, because I always always be shaking my legs. So just sitting completely still is, is hard. Yeah. And not thinking. I think people have the misconception that meditation is not thinking about anything, but really Mm -hmm. the whole idea is to kind of observe your thoughts, you know? Yeah. But so, Mm -hmm. so you're, but you've been doing it for a few years, right? So if we're right now, like if let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, Oh, I I haven't really tried meditation yet. Or, Mm -hmm. um, I haven't really started a relationship with like myself yet like that. Um, so if you guys are trying to start a relationship with your own like mind and start meditating right now, Headspace is offering a year free, like a one year free membership for everyone that's unemployed. So just go there, say you're unemployed, try it out for a while, or you can try it out for a while and then like get the, get the yearly, yearly membership. I believe it's like $60 a year. Um, it took me basically the whole first year to kind of understand and begin to like, begin to like kind of actually meditate and like and like engage with my thoughts and view my thoughts as something outside of myself and and it's still really fucking tough but now I'm starting to understand okay like this is what meditation is so there's a way that's like one resource you guys can use and then also we will post a guide to meditation chakras um to break down what like essentially what like chakra meditations are and like basically going into meditations with an intention because the whole idea of meditating isn't to like think about nothing but rather than like kind of like take a focused approach to think about one thing is that correct nick yeah yeah 100 percent. and i would add on to that that just like don't like if you're starting out just don't trip over like it being super difficult like start super small and be okay with not being good at it because it takes a long time to get good at it. Yeah, and and hit us up and in our DMs or personally, and we'll uh, we'll be down to like walk you through it or even do it with mm-hmm. you. Yeah, we might. We should get a group meditation circle. Yes, sir. Ski. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Well, and is there anything else you want to add, Nick? Uh, not not really. I just say good luck to everyone. I hope you guys got something out of this out of like me sharing my experiences with mental wellness and all that and yeah go out there get meditating and let us know how it goes big Batsky. thank you nick thank you, thank you everyone if only three of y'all listen to this we hope that it helps you a little bit and if there's more people that listen to this then yeah i guess i don't know it helps more people <laughs> yeah, we didn't think of taglines yet or anything we like that. But we love y'all. Um and we do hope something you nice do, for someone. Do something nice for someone today. Tell your grandparents you love them. And then if you have even more time, um do something nice for yourself before going to bed, you know? Exactly. Alright, talk to y'all soon. Peace, love, and Nick DeMay. <laughs> Peace, bro. I'll see.